Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate healing, relationships, building self-confidence, and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. What we consume affects our body. Create that wheel of wellness of your life. It was a pie graph, and each sector had a component of our lives. So exercise, diet, sleep, relationships, sex, joy, spirituality, work. These are all existing portions of our life. And sometimes when we're feeling unfulfilled, it's because we might not recognize that entire categories are not even being met at all. Today I'm bringing you a solo episode as a bit of a spin-off from the episode released earlier this week with yoga teacher, wellness and breathwork coach Kinjal Shah. We spoke a lot about wellness, of course, and I wanted to elaborate on some of the take-homes that we offered in the episode, specifically pertaining to finding harmony and balance when it comes to wellness which can involve creating a wheel of wellness, identifying the different sectors in your life, the different involvements, parts of your life, and see how fulfilled we feel in each of those areas. I also offer an exercise to answer only the most important question ever asked, who are you? Which can be done in a space of meditation. And then I talk a little bit about listening to our bodies in terms of being mindful of what we consume. What does consumption mean? Is it limited to food? I don't think so. What is our body telling us about the things we consume and how it affects it? So I'm offering you all those and giving some helpful takeaways. So I hope you'll take a listen and enjoy. What is wellness? Well, I mentioned on the show the term wheel of wellness. This is a tool that I use a lot with clients. When I'm first sitting down with them and let's say somebody feels like their life feels out of balance, right? There's, they're feeling lack, they're not feeling fulfilled in a lot of areas of their life. I'm pretty big on visuals because I think that's really powerful, whether it's creating an artistic visual or not that artistic visual, or even just writing down, right? The power of journaling and writing down, this is what's bothering me. These are the causes of my anxiety this is what's occurring, it helps to see it, to formulate it into words is powerful. It's also powerful to create something as a representation. So what I started doing with clients, and I actually got this at a, it was probably a wellness fair, like back before the days of COVID. And they're handing out these little rainbow wheels. It was a pie graph and each sector had a component of our lives. So exercise, diet, sleep, relationships, sex, joy, spirituality, work, uh, social life, friendships, all the different things that make up our lives, right? And first of all, it's powerful to look at that and say, wow, you know, I never really thought of joy as a part of my life, which sadly is really kind of our mentality is that we don't take a lot of time for something like joy, which could be 
truly the end and aim of existence on earth is just to have some fun and have some joy. It's not so serious as we make it out to be, but we often don't prioritize or even think about how, how do we get joy in each day and each week? Because most people are just trying to get by. We have so many obligations and responsibilities and to-dos that we feel like, I can't have time for that, but what's a life without joy, right? Or sex and relationships. Sometimes that can get put on the back burner. We might realize I'm not even expressing myself sexually. I haven't done that in a long time, or I don't do that consistently with my partner. Not to say that you have to. There are some people, everyone's personal preference is different, right? Some people need a higher level of sex than others. And just like some people need more exercise or less exercise or different forms of exercise. My point is that these are all existing portions of our life. And sometimes when we're feeling unfulfilled, it's because we might not recognize that entire categories are not even being met at all. A majority of people that I work with focus on their job, their family, and maybe one other thing, right? Social friends. They feel like they don't even have time for joy and their spirituality and their social connections and their passions and sex and all these other things. So I wanted to offer this exercise because I think it can be helpful is to create that wheel of wellness of your life. What are the things in your life? Everyone's is a little bit different, but there's some main ones like relationships, right? Like our diet, like our sleep, because those are all things that every single one of us has a relationship with, has an involvement with it in our lives and it impacts us. So trying that can be helpful as a first step towards why is my life feeling out of balance or why am I feeling unfulfilled and what could shift that? Because you can also look at, when you look at that graph, you could do it as degrees, right? So, okay, my my personal, let's say my work life is like 80% full. I love it. The 20% isn't full because it's stressful, but hey, it's a job, but for the most part, I love it. But then we could be like, my social life is like nothing. It's 10% full because I go out once a month. Again, personal preference. Not everybody wants to be social, but you might realize, dang, I should make more time for socializing or could be like time in nature. I was just reading today about the importance of being in the sunlight and how so many of our ailments and struggles are because we are not meant to be inside all the time and definitely not in front of a computer. We're really meant to be out and about and in the sun and in the elements. How are we making time for that? That's what I was thinking about today is how am I going to make more time for being outside? Because I'm always inside. Got to change that. Okay. So that's one thing that I wanted to offer is that wheel of wellness as a take-home craft. It can be a fun crafting too, right? You can use all kinds of colors. You can get like real elaborate with it. Do like a big old poster board or it can just be like a tiny little thing. Or if you're a spreadsheet person, which a lot of my friends are, you can just spreadsheet it. So whatever works for you, just sectioning out, exploring those different factors of your life, of your wellness, and how much those categories are met or not met. The other thing I wanted to offer is we talked a lot about meditation and the power of really allowing yourself that time to leave your life really all those things on that wheel aside for a while, right? When I sit down with clients and I spoke of this in the episode, when they're maybe struggling with 
feeling good about themselves or feeling satiated by the things that they do. I asked them, well, who are you? And everyone's kind of taken aback because they're like, that's a weird question. And it's kind of a weird question. And it's a hard question to answer. You know, what do you mean? Who am I? I don't I'm a person. Like I am a mom. I'm a employee. And then I offer them, well, what if you took away all of your titles? What if you took away everything in the material world? Okay. Being a mom, being a sister, being a daughter, being an employee of this company, being a podcaster, being a therapist, whatever it is, like stripping all those away, what's left? What's there? If you take away all our worldly identifiers or titles. And what I would offer is what's left are adjectives, right? More like loving, kindness. Is that an adjective? I don't think so. Okay. Loving, (laughs) caring, compassionate, all of these things that are more expressions, right? There's an idea that the soul doesn't know anything about what we do. It only knows about what we're being. Therefore, if we're answering the question of who are you, it's, well, what are you being? In any given moment, at any given day, what are you being? Because we are human beings. So that is sort of the answer to that question of who are you? Well, I think that I'm a fairly nice person. Does that work? Yeah, sure. That's a part of who you are. I think I'm generous. I think I'm passionate. Those are all things you can think of like as expressions, right? Being a therapist isn't an expression. It's a noun, right? It's not an adjective. It's just a thing. And things aren't real. What's real is what you're being. It's a thought. You can have your own thought. I'd love to hear your ideas about who are you? What makes up who you are? You could also say that your beliefs and your values are a big part of who you are. Someone could say, I just really believe in advocating for equality, for all of us to have equal opportunities to a decent life, to a flourishing life, to a happy life. You know, the things that we care about, that we value, that we believe in, because those often determine what we're going to do with our lives, what we're going to put effort into, what we're going to focus on, which can be, again, that expression. We're expressing ourselves as someone who helps others, who advocates for others, who is compassionate towards others. So there's something to think about and another little exercise to try is when you meditate, think about if I left everything behind, maybe identifying as the person who's going to start this project and who am I going to call for this? And what am I going to do? And we get all wrapped up in that project. What if we could leave that project aside when we go into meditate or someone who's a mom and Obviously, moms are constantly thinking about their children and their role as a parent. And I know it's hard to let it go, but just see if you can say, leaving that role aside for just a few moments to honor myself fully so that I can recharge is okay. Because guess what? Everything's going to be waiting for us in the material world as soon as we return. So stripping those away and then maybe moving into a breath practice because there's nothing like some powerful breath work, which by powerful, I just mean focused, noticing whether for you, it's like really deep breaths that really ground us and make us aware of our body, of our being, that we are something that knows nothing about all the stuff that we do and all the titles we have. So breath and mindfulness, focus, and remembering, I, you know, I've spoken about this in other episodes, but that meditation is not about 
being totally free of any thoughts and just like connected to the universe. Maybe when you're in like that enlightened state, sometimes we can reach it, but it's more so about focus. That's why anything can be med- a meditative practice. For some people, gardening is meditative, right? Just being in nature and that the movements and the repeated actions, but also just like being with like the soil and the flowers and like remembering the essence of nature, which is a part of who we are. Walking can be meditative. Masturbation can be meditative because you're very focused, right? And it's important to be, because that kind of helps us to not, because just like anything else, masturbation can become addictive because we're just like pursuing that quick rush of pleasure. Nothing wrong with that. Not judging it, but I'm just saying when we adapt a mindfulness practice, even around masturbation, it helps us to be like, wow, like my body is remarkable. And I'm watching how I breathe and how I touch myself when I'm working myself towards this climax and how fascinating and amazing is that. And it really does also, that's a great time to disconnect from everything else because you're just focusing on that. So just some thoughts around mindfulness, meditation, wellness. And then the last thing that I will wrap up with is that when we slow down, when we're mindful, we can also listen more to our bodies, which again is something I've talked about often. But in regard to this episode, we were talking about how to not be afraid of what's happening in our bodies. Kenjal spoke to her experience with an autoimmune disorder, which at first was terrifying because it really hindered her from normal activities. And it felt like what's going on to my body with my body, something is wrong. I had something similar last year when I got COVID that developed into long COVID. And I suddenly had very strange symptoms, like a lot of like nerve issues that felt like nerve damage and, you know, also sort of impacted my motor skills. I had a lot of pain throughout my body, just really scary things. And it was hard for me to not be in a state of fear. But I worked with a lot of my beautiful friends who are in the field of wellness and healing and spirituality, who are able to remind me that there is a bigger message here. There's something that your body is trying to tell you. Your body isn't trying to hurt you. Even when we develop terrible diseases, there's still a message there. Something's not working. When we have those disorders or diseases within us, it's because the system isn't healthy. It's being thrown off and it's trying to tell you, please notice, right? Notice that something, something needs to change. There's a dysfunction in the circuitry in the system you know, and, and if we just listen to our body a little more ahead of time, we can be preventative about that. We can say like, okay, I'm having this weird sensation in my arm. We also spoke in the episode about chakras. Chakras are energy centers, right? We all know that, well, a lot of us know the seven main ones, but Kinjal even introduced that there's so many others. <clears throat> and if we begin to notice when it first starts that like, maybe we're having stomach issues related to our solar plex. Maybe we're feeling powerless. Maybe we're feeling timid. Our gut also is, you know, Kinjal said it's a second brain. There's a lot going on there and how we treat it is how we're going to be operating, how we're a lot of like how we're doing on a whole. So listening, slowing down to listen and, and see if we can release fear, right? Even if it's like, oh my gosh, this doesn't feel good. I feel really weird today. Also remember that weird feelings can be releasing energy. We are energy. We're energetic beings. We are all energy. And sometimes if you've ever felt kind of out of body or weird sensations, there's something that's being released. Not a doctor, 
I'm not saying that this is the explanation for any problems and you shouldn't go check it out because illnesses are very real. Cause like I said, it's when something is not working in the body and it then becomes a symptom to let you know, like, Hey, and again, in the episode, we talked about habits, things that we repeat consistently on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, moment to moment affects our body. What we consume affects our body. And whether that is food or light or music or social media or anything from our devices, that we're consuming it. We're bringing that energy into our bodies. Most of us do it mindlessly because, again, we're so busy with our tasks connected to our roles and our titles. If we don't get back to our essence often enough, our body's going to speak up and it's going to say, hey, this isn't working. You're ignoring what you are. You're ignoring the influence that what you do on a day-to-day basis, on a regular basis, affects you. I want to leave you with that, with the wellness wheel exercise, with the meditation of stripping away our titles and seeing what's there, with knowing that the question of who are you often resides in exploring the adjectives that make up who you are, your beingness right? What are you being moment to moment? Then also, what are the things that you value and really believe in? Because that influences how you express yourself, right? So thinking about that and then thinking about listening to your body, to be preventative, to love your body, to be aware that what we do has consequences and not in the way we're taught that like, you're going to be in trouble. There's going to be consequences. Consequences is just a natural occurrence of an event. An event occurs and then there's a resulting outcome or consequence, something that comes after as the result of. So I hope this was helpful. I'll put some of these notes in the show notes. I would love to hear from you if these exercises are interesting or helpful, what else you'd like to hear about in some of my solo episodes. And you can do that by emailing me at Whitney at womenwaken.com or leaving notes if you're watching this on YouTube, leaving it in the comment section. All right. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful day. That wraps up. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.